0: back on KTOE. It's Middays with Lisa Kay. What time are we at? 1108? I don't know where I am, man. I got to refill the coffee and just in time to sit down with Mankato City Manager Susan Arntz. You got come in and I'm all like flustered.
1: <laughs> and here I didn't know. even bring coffee.
0: You didn't bring coffee, but I have some here. It's good. Hey, Is
1: that the ready. I'm at her ready. right hand, folks. Uh, She's just ready. Coming. She just grabbed it.
0: I'm just going to hang on to it right here and I'm going to turn the microphone over and let you. T- That's what I said. It's like turning the microphone on and going talk you got you some time. But we're going to talk about winter weather preparedness, which made me laugh. And I thought about you as I keep watching my neighbors <laughs> rake the leaves into the street. And the leaf sucking is continuing far. It's good because it's far uh, later than I thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah. So this year has been really, weird. really weird, but good for yeah. um, leaf vacuuming. And um, you know, we early on we got a lot of feedback about, oh, the leaves haven't dropped yet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think we even talked about it, yes, you know, last month. And um, that's true. Uh, you can drive around the community now, and you can see silver maple trees hanging onto those leaves. Man, mm-hmm. they're all curled and mm-hmm. whatnot, but they're hanging onto those leaves. <laughs> they are usually one of the last to fall. Um, uh, but we have had a lot of. Um, good participation from the community. It's a unique thing in Mankato where residents have the opportunity to rake their leaves into the gutter most of the time or the rest of the year. We don't want you to put anything in the gutter. Right. You know because it ends up in the storm sewer which ends up in the ponds which ends up causing phosphorus load in the bodies of water and it's bad. Right. Um, So this one little small period of time for the leaf vacuuming it is beneficial to our community to remove uh, some of these so you prevent a lot of different things. Um, there are some thoughts of leaving some amount of leaves in your yard for pollinators and other critters that, you know, live and kind of use the leaves as um, shelter mm-hmm. and you know, a home for a period of time. Uh, but in urban areas where you have storm sewers and you have ponds and you have those kinds of things, um, part of the method of picking the leaves or removing leaves is to avoid getting them into those bodies of water, which right. create different nutrient loads and just create, you know, they end up creating a chemical in the water that is not healthy. And
0: much, much like uh, it's, we don't want to have to bag all of that and drag all of those leaves all over the place either. It's so convenient to just get them in one spot and not have to worry about them.
1: Yeah, and so, you know, our, we encourage residents... Uh, On November 17th will be the last day of pickup this year. Even if the
0: silver maples haven't dropped all the way? Yeah, even
1: if the silver maples haven't. And then after that, if residents still have yard waste, uh, Blue Earth County has um, a facility that they can um, access to take yard waste. Um, The recycling center is available for other kinds of materials. Um, So there, there are areas where after this, if residents still have materials that they can't, mulch into their grass or you know whatnot they Mm -hmm. still there still are some locations where it can be done Um, you can contact your waste hauler they may have options for you as well right
0: i know that um as a gardener that i am i like to use that for mulch i mean there's no better mulch if you're if you've got flowers and if you've got beds that you want to cover yeah um, that's what and it (laughs) We get to the point, and it was kind of pathetic. But I was asking my friends, "Do you have some leaves? Can I borrow like, your leaves? Because I don't. We live in. a... You don't need, want to borrow. You just want to have them. I just want to have them. I don't yeah. want to give them back. Yeah. Um, but they do great things when they break they down. They can. So if you can yeah. use those, you should, you should use them.
1: Yeah, they can be used to do a lot of that kind of covering and providing that shelter, that that bed of mulch over your garden areas. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, like your flower beds. Um, There are certain trees that can benefit. You know, you do have to kind of open them up in the spring, the trees for sure, um, just like you would your flower beds. Right. But... they can be very, very beneficial. And protective. So cool. And well, help add those nutrients back to the soil, which are important, too.
0: What was the last date of the leaf vacuuming? I call it leaf sucking. She's <laughs> so much more proper than I am.
1: November 17th. Oh, Friday. Friday. Yeah. Oh,
0: my goodness. All right. So just so you know, Friday's your last day. Uh, because we do need to get weather uh, weather ready, I should say. It's Winter Weather Preparedness Week. Is it a yes. week? Awareness Week. Okay. Yeah. Um, which kind of cracks me up a little bit, but that's something that you do as, is it like us starting our lawnmowers and making sure everything works? And It's a
1: bit like that. Do Um, we
0: have to, on a large scale?
1: Yeah, it's a bit like that. It's hard to talk about it in a week that's gonna hit 60 plus, right? Right. So I I get that part. Um, We do, so our staff uh, in October host uh, Snow Day Mm -hmm. um, and it's an opportunity to do some training on routes that may change. Uh, you know, as the community grows, sometimes we have to amend or change the routes because our goal is to complete the snow removal within an eight hour period of time. Uh, that's kind of been our, our prime, that is our primary goal. Uh, there often is days after the main snow event that we have to come back and do cleanup. Um, and so what happens in October, the individuals get acquainted with their equipment. We encourage them to take their equipment out and drive around. <laughs> That's why you
0: see the plows on the street. Yeah,
1: or or you'll see the the grader or yeah. equipment that you don't normally see in octo. You know, in October you see that, uh, but we encourage the drivers to go out, and that's an opportunity for them to look at the sidewalks, look at the trees, look at the street. Uh, you know, maybe there have been some landscaping things that have been done in areas, uh, so that they can kind of identify if there are hazards we need to address you know, tree branches that need to be trimmed before the season goes or right. those kinds of things. And then we can work to address those after they've done that, uh, drive through their primary route. And then, uh, we start with what's referred to as we start loading the iron.
0: Mm-hmm. And so,
1: um, you know, our, not all of our trucks have all of the snow plows attached yet. Oh, okay. so they're working on that, uh, this week. Um, And this week and next, they'll probably, by the end of next week, I would expect that we'd have all the iron hung for all the equipment that gets a plow. So plows go on, the plows come off. Um, Yeah, they're the, you know, we have the plows that have the wing, you know, that kind of goes on the side, right? And those would be very challenging to drive in the non snow season, Mm -hmm. just as a routine maintenance vehicle. So they come off and then they get maintained through the winter, through the summer. And then, you know, in the fall, we hang it back on and um, and then make sure that the equipment is ready. Where's all this stuff stored? Yeah. So at our public works facility. Okay. Um,
0: That's why we need a new one. Well, <laughs> a big space.
1: We, we, we do have some remodeling needs that we need there. Um, there is, in the future, we will likely have to address storage mm-hmm. um, for the facility. Our, our staff do an amazing job of parking and keeping it clean and so that it's functional and operational and you can find what you need um, you know during the snow season you can walk through the garage and there's no equipment in there I mean it's all out it's all out, it's all out. yeah yeah and uh, the first time I took a tour um, you know there was nothing in there hmm. and so the second time I took a tour I wanted to come early. It was not winter, but I came early when the equipment was all in the garage just so I could have a sense of what's there. Yeah, and we have some storage areas in the community where we store vehicles that get, I'll just say, uniquely parked. Okay. You know, it's a little bit like Jenga, like it yeah. has to go this way. Or think about like your, uh, maybe your grandmother's um, silverware cabinet or your grandmother's you know, good the good china, right? Or the it good goes dishes. A, a certain way, or they have it to won't go fit. in, right? They have to go in a certain way, and if you do it some other way, you can't shut the cabinet, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have some spaces in the community that function like that, and so there's some intentionality about how we um, function and how we operate in there, and some of that is also we have certain equipment that we always know is going to need to be on the ready to go. So that's the equipment that we try to keep prioritized, so that. You can get it in and out without a lot of oh, sure. challenge. Uh, so that a uh, big thing for a lot of the team. And then when they come back after snow day and they've driven around and they've identified maybe these hazards, then we might need to get our tree crew out to remove some branches. Or maybe there are areas where the landscaping has gotten, you know, it's it's into the street right. or there's shrubs. On occasion, we have homeowners that have done, you know, things on their in their landscaping that we need to ad- address or identify or have a conversation about. Uh, sometimes there are retaining walls that we have to go out and mark. So oh, sometimes, sure. you know, before snow or after snow, you'll see these long sticks mm-hmm. that have some reflectiveness on it. Uh, we, we use those on occasion to kind of identify. Um, Where so things are. Yeah. yeah, so there's, I mean, there's a lot of prep work to make sure it goes well. Um, and since we're talking about snow um, and the season, just to kind of put on everybody's radar, like the worst thing that could happen to us is rain in January and February. Like, what was the, it, it come April, March, what was the thing that we heard so much feedback about? Yeah. Potholes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's so. It's the
0: freeze thaw cycle. It
1: is. And, you know, the, um, we hope that this winter we don't have that January, February, rain like we did this last year Mm -hmm. because then it rains it gets in the cracks it freezes it breaks them up it starts to make the pavement weak and then as time marches forward that's what contributes to those potholes happening so you know no one more than our engineering uh, public works and myself at the city want for a fast gentle winter Uh, you know nobody wants that more than but then that group, um, that said our plow drivers love to plow snow. Like, you know, so they wait for it, right? Well, they, they love to plow, you know, when it's two plus inches, right? It's the inch, inch and a half, half an inch snow that can get a little icy. Those are the things that it's not that they won't do it. It's just, you know, that's not not their favorite. That's not the, the, yeah, that's not how they love to spend their time. Um, and, you know, the, it's kind of just like at home. I mean, that's the putsy right. snow that at home you'd probably kind of go, eh, do I just let it sit? It'll yeah. melt maybe. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I just feel like we were, do you
0: remember watching like Mr. Rogers when you were young and mm-hmm. he would take you on the cran tour, the factory? Yeah. All yeah. Of the, I just feel like you just did that for us. How like it works. There's a little background behind the scenes yeah. of things that we wouldn't think about normally. And you've
1: got some passion. We have some passionate people that um, do this work for us. Mm-hmm and people who are very very talented you know we have one road grader and there's a certain staff member that that's their primary piece of equipment because they are talented Mm -hmm. and gifted at making that work and uh, if you've never driven heavy equipment um, you know you should know that there is some art to it oh yeah and those that are listening that have family members that drive heavy equipment you know they know know. you know you know my stepdad was the excavator and you know he could walk onto a piece of property and he could just know exactly how your yard needed to lay out and where your driveway should be and he could see the sewer where it needed to go and your well wow. and he didn't need a surveyor or any of that and you know back in the day they didn't have they that didn't have it. they just had you know kind of what he thought needed to be done and it was you know amazing so we have a lot of very talented staff that you know are passionate about this work and we're fortunate to have them mm-hmm
0: well, you're going to stick around uh, yes. for the whole hour? Okay, because yep. we there's some things that we're going to talk about when we come back. We had a council meeting last night. Yep, we did. And then uh, they, they came up with a land use plan.
1: Yep, we uh, approved know. the land use plan for on Good Council Hill, okay, so we so, can talk about that. And
0: then I want to ask some questions about it. We, we just had some big events here in the area uh, and changes of venues and things like that. So Talk
1: about Riverfront
0: Drive. Let's, oh, let's do that, Yes yeah. here we go. Yeah, right here we go. Winter. Yeah, <laughs> Susan Arntz, Mankato City Manager, here with us. We are on Talk of the Town. We'll be right back in just a few.
1: And now, more Talk of the Town with Lisa Kay.
0: We are back on Talk of the Town today, 1125, 58 degrees-ish or so. I don't know. I think here at the Radio Ranch, we're within a couple of degrees of where Sean Cable is. And Susan Arntz, Mankato City Manager, hanging out with me We're talking a little bit about winter weather preparedness. Uh, Your Mankato residents, the leaf vacuum will end on Friday. Just an FYI, get those out there. This week is your week, apparently. And the council meeting was last night where there was a a land use plan for good council. Yeah, so
1: we've spent the better part of the last year uh, working with a developer, with the property owners, the school sisters, on the kind of re-envisioning of their property. Mm -hmm. And um, so the step that happened last night was the uh, land use plan amendment. So previously that the whole property had this kind of institutional overlay type zoning because it was an institution, the convent and the school. And with the discontinuance of the convent, the property needs a new land use designation, right. right? And so we've had a lot of discussion about concepts, about different land use types, and the, some time ago the council worked with the property owner to divide essentially divide the property into two big pieces. One that will remain to have an institutional overlay segment on it, which is the Loyola Catholic School. Mm-hmm. So there's a separate parcel. That the school sisters have transacted with Loyola, uh, and that is, and so it's got the proper designation for that type of use, and that property has been addressed. That stays what it stays is. Stays what it is, okay. and it's got. It's kind of we were able to carve it out and make it its own thing.
0: So if we're thinking about up on the hill, is it kind of a line that just it gets drawn down and
1: all yeah, the other
0: buildings and
1: yeah, it's almost. I mean, it almost divides neatly in half. Not quite, but Mm -hmm. almost divides neatly in half. And so all the buildings where the convent was on the uh, westerly side of the property and kind of west and south side um, were part of what was connected to the remaining part of the land use amendment. Mm -hmm. And so last night, the council kind of finalized and finished this discussion with a um, designating some... Uh, lower density residential uh, on the what's referred to as the pasture, so that's kind mm-hmm. of the lower uh, part of kind of near the Turtle Lot neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so kind of that area is designated as some lower density um, housing. So kind of one to two. What does that two, mean? Lower density. Like one to two unit type things, you okay. know. So like, um, you know, duplex, maybe uh, single family, those kinds of okay. types of units. And then as you kind of come up Good Council Drive, there is a piece of property where the community garden is presently Mm -hmm. that long-term is planned for, um, again, some lower density, but, you know, like patio-type homes or, you know, they might be duplexes, but intended for affordable senior housing is what the developer referred to it last night as. Okay. And then there were some good questions of the council last night about the... um, the long-term destination of that community garden space, right? That was, that was and my was question. Was there a plan, right? <laughs> and so, what the developer shared at the meeting last night was that there is an area where there is a major utility easement, kind of down on the southern part of this project, where there is some room for some gardening. Uh, this developer um, has a son who is a horticulturist, mm. and he last night his words, this is almost a direct quote, were that the last thing to see a shovel will be the apple trees. Oh, sure. And so, yeah. um, and you know, this the developer's son has an apple orchard and has trees that they've planted, and the developer has some alternative space or some additional space where the, um, could be some additional community garden oh. type location. So okay. there's some thoughts about some potential additional areas uh, that aren't in that immediate area, but in the community where the use could be transplanted. Right. So there's a gardening board. That. For sure. Because it's, been a, it's,
0: it's very important to people, some Yeah,
1: people. it's yeah. been a big part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And now, more talk of the town with Lisa Kay. We're back
0: on Talk of the Town today, 1125, 58 degrees ish or so. I don't know. I think here at the Radio Ranch, we're within a couple of degrees of where Sean Cable is, and Susan Arnts, Mankato City Manager, hanging out with me. We're talking a little bit about winter weather preparedness. Uh, your Mankato residents, the leaf vacuum will end on Friday. Just an FYI. Get those out there this week is your week apparently, and the council meeting was last night where there was a, a land use plan for good counsel. Yeah,
1: that so we've thinking. spent the better part of the last year uh, working with a developer, with the property owners, the school sisters, on the kind of re-envisioning of their property. Mm-hmm. And um, so the step that happened last night was the uh, land use plan amendment. So previously, that the whole property had this kind of institutional overlay type zoning because it was an institution, the convent, and the school. And with the discontinuance of the convent, the property needs a new land use designation, right? right? And so we've had a lot of discussion about concepts, about different land use types. And some time ago, the council worked with the property owner to divide, essentially divide the property into two big pieces. One that will remain to have an institutional overlay segment on it which is the Loyola Catholic School. Mm -hmm. So there's a separate parcel that the school sisters have transacted with Loyola uh, and that is and so it's got the proper designation for that type of use and that property has been addressed. That stays what it is. Stays what it is and it's got it's kind of we were able to carve it out and make it its own thing.
0: So if we're thinking about up on the hill, is it kind of a line that just it gets drawn down and all yeah, the other buildings? and
1: Yeah, it's almost, I mean, it almost divides neatly in half. Not quite, but mm-hmm. almost divides neatly in half. And so all the buildings where the convent was on the uh, westerly side of the property and kind of west and south side um, were part of what was connected to the remaining part of the land use amendment. Mm-hmm. And so last night, the council kind of finalized and finished this discussion with a um, designating some uh, lower density residential uh, on the, what's referred to as the pasture. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the lower uh, part of kind of near the Turtle Lot neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so kind of that area is designated as some lower density um, housing, so kind of one what does to that two, mean, lower like one to two unit type things, you okay. know. So like, um, you know, duplex, maybe uh, single family, those kinds of okay. types of units. And then as you kind of come up Good Council Drive, there is a piece of property where the community garden is presently mm-hmm. that long term is planned for. Um, again, some lower density, but, you know, like patio type homes or, you know, they might be duplexes, but intended for affordable senior housing is what the developer referred to it last night as. Okay. And then there were some good questions of the council last night about the um, the long-term destination of that community garden space. Right. That, that was and my was question. Was there a plan, right? <laughs> and so what the developer shared at the meeting last night was that there is an area where there is a major utility easement, kind of down in the southern part of this project, where there is some room for some gardening. Uh, this developer um, has a son who is a horticulturist, mm. and he last night his words, this is almost a direct quote, were that the last thing to see a shovel will be the apple trees.
0: Oh, sure. And
1: so, yeah. um, and you know, this the developer's son has an apple orchard and has trees that they've planted and the developer has some alternative space or some additional space where the um, could be some additional community garden type location. So there's some thoughts about some potential additional areas uh, that aren't in that immediate area, but in the community where the use could be. Transplanted. So there's a gardening word for sure it's it's very
0: important to people.
1: Yeah, it's been a big part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Of the property, was guided into what's called office residential, and so that gives some flexibility with, you know, kind of office type uses, um, different versions of multifamily type um, uses, and so not not what people normally think of as mixed use. Mixed use people usually think of. Like retailer office on the first floor with apartments above right. it, right? It's not really that type of new urbanism mixed use. It's mm-hmm. more um, that there's some areas within that that could have more of that office or service type activity, and then other spaces that could have some uh, multifamily um, okay. living. Another part of the conversation was the potential for adding um, or readding, I guess years ago, uh, there was a connection to this property through um, Thompson Ravine Road or up Thompson right, Ravine Road. Right, okay. And so there was a concept that was developed as part of the traffic study here that, can, that says that a private drive potentially could be added um, to provide another access for the neighborhood. Yeah, so with the land use plan amendment approved and the land use is now kind of updated and established, What happens next is the developer will continue to work on different projects and one of the conditions of the approval last night was each time a project has to be or is developed it has to come back through the process and specifically the parking analysis has Mm -hmm. to be part of each time somebody comes back in front of the council so that as um, you know we anticipate that the project will be done in phases. Um you know, one of the things that has been talked about is it could take eight to ten years oh, to sure. complete all of the phases. Sure. It's a lot of property. do we know if they're going to
0: keep uh, this is probably a question for the developer, but are they going to keep any of the existing buildings or is everything going or what are they doing yeah, know
1: most of the buildings stay with okay. some renovation um, okay. or at least that's the current concept. Um, you know the the chapel, for example, if you've never had the opportunity to be inside the chapel, beautiful. Uh, they have a plan to, you know, try to make that community event space. Okay. Um, and with that plan will come some parking challenges mm-hmm. um, because the, they will need, you know, to kind of rethink how some of that works. And so each of those steps, you know, that's part of why the parking analysis has to come back because as you, you know, take out one piece and insert a different, uh, you're going to need a different kind of use in the sure. space or potentially a different kind of parking. Mm-hmm. And so we'll have, you know, what now we'll have in front of us is uh, various site plan or uh, certificate of design compliance <laughs> is how it's referred to in our code, but essentially site plan reviews for okay. different segments and different phases. And stages of the project over time. And each so.
0: one of those will have to come back to you. And, yes. And, yeah. So I'm sure we'll be talking about this for a while. It'll, it'll What's be go- going on up there. Yeah.
1: And it'll be going on for a while. And for those listeners who don't have a, an idea of where Good Council Hill is, um, on Riverfront Drive North, uh, if you turn by the Casey's and uh, Taco John's, mm-hmm. that's Good Council Hill and you drive, follow that all the way up, and you get to Loyola and then the other uh, buildings that will be now part of this major redevelopment.
0: Quite a change for our community. Uh, change is coming for Riverfront Drive because the council has ordered some official improvements. I know that we've been uh, taking a look at the demonstration projects and things like that. So what's what's coming, going, staying? What's happening with the improvements?
1: Yeah, so last last night the council did officially order the improvements and then authorize staff to go ahead and create the construction documents and get the project out for bid. Um, our goal has been to be out for bid because of the we have a significant amount of federal and state funding and local funding that we're using and special assessments that we're using to uh, fund the project. We wanted to be able to get the best bids possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of getting the best bids possible is being first at the table. Right. And so our hope is to get that project out um, for bidding here in the next, um, you know, by December 15th. Oh, boy. Uh, so in the next you know, few weeks is to kind of be out for bid. Um, we hope to open bids uh, kind of mid January, January 9th, 19th, sorry, is the day that we have queued for um, opening the bids. And then once we open the bids, then we have to proof and review and uh, process those. And so we're kind of targeting right now, uh, awarding the bid at our first council meeting in February, which would be February 12th. And then construction could potentially start March 6th. So, you know, construction on a project of this size isn't okay all of a sudden we're just ripping up asphalt and Mm -hmm. doing those kinds of things you know construction start is you know will involve setting up the detours and will involve you know all of those kinds of activities so for the months forward we'll be finalizing the um, detour routes we've been working on that all summer uh, you know with with the property owners in the area to kind of build kind of what's that staging and phasing plan for Mm -hmm. the reconstruction Uh, we know that construction is very disruptive we know that and so what can we do to try and you know make it function as best as possible while we're you know doing the work that we need to do so that we can get in and get out Um, what i will say is in the 31 years that i've been working in local government i have never worked in a community where we have often this year, not so, but we have often all of our pavement work done in August. I've, I've never oh, yeah. experienced that before here. Um, you know, every other city I've worked in, New Brighton, Waconia, Chaska, we're watching the winter weather and kind of going, we have to get yeah. all of our pavement done before Thanksgiving. Right. Before the asphalt plants close, we have to got to get this done. And um, we've been very, we are very fortunate here in Mankato. Hmm. Um, this year with some of our construction projects, concrete was significantly delayed because of the Highway 22 project mm-hmm. in St. Peter. Mm-hmm. And so there was a period of time where you couldn't get concrete on a commercial job because it was all going to St. Peter. Oh wow! We're glad for that project okay. to be, you know, where it is, We're of glad course, for it to be done. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, and uh, But then that is what, you know, created some delays on some of our, our work here. Uh, so the systems are all connected in one way or another. And uh, so on Riverfront, you know, our hope then would be, you know, in early March to be able to start that construction. We have communication that we'll have to do with the community about uh, detours and timing and what to expect. The work with our engineers is also continuing with the uh, kind of finalizing, what's the lighting going to be? What's the you know some of the, I'll say kind of some of the polish and the finish. Sure. What are, you know the landscaping and the design work and some of those elements um, that are you know kind of the softer side of reconstruction that is still being kind of finalized. Mm-hmm. But again, it's going you know will be a three-lane roadway with parking on the east side, um, and you'll have those uh, turn lane, the shared turn lane. In the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll have, you know. That'll be a different look. It will be a different look. You'll have wider sidewalks through uh, kind of through the Old Town area. You'll have uh, a 15-foot sidewalk. You'll have a 10-foot parking lane, which doesn't sound very big, but an average car is about six feet in width. And most standard parking spaces are eight feet. Mm. So you know, we have 10-foot parking lane on okay. the east side. So it gives people a little bit more comfort to be able to park, you know, closer to the curb so that then you have, you know, to open you know your door potentially to have, a three-foot you know. door swing, you know, on the driver's side. Um, so, you know, a lot of thought, you know, into kind of some of that functionality. Uh, last night, the council also received a report on Riverfront Drive kind of between... May, Mabel, around May, Maple Ruth, and Good Counsel Drive, and no recommendations for significant changes right now in that area, um, but we, you know, we continue to evaluate, but one of the things that came up in that study was some of the property owners recommended a three-lane road segment in that area, too. Oh, um, okay. So, we did, in that study, we do identify that, you know, further north on Riverfront, uh, speed is uh, more than posted. Mm-hmm. I'll just say it that way. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, mm-hmm. you know, uh, up until you get to, as you're going south, as you get to the gas station or to the liquor store uh, that's under construction now, it's 35, and then after that it goes to 30. And I can't, I'm not saying that our public safety is going to be, you know, watching you, but it that is a concern that's been identified by residents in that area and also some of the businesses it goes down in speed right? right yeah okay well yeah so that's it's a major project for us and we know that again we know that construction is disruptive and so we will work to try and do our best to not only get in and get out as quick as we can but also make sure that we're doing it you know
0: Right. And when I know things like that are going on, I'm also a little bit more intentional about visiting those businesses yeah. that are they're being They're going to need your support.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to need your support. And, uh, you, you know, you will still always have access. Mm-hmm. You might have to walk a little bit more mm-hmm. um, and, um, and that's OK uh, for this short time. But they, they still need your support. You know, our intent is to have, you know, kind of the substantial completion of this project by October, mid-October of 24. So, you know, we hope to get in and get out, um, you know, in a matter of months. And that's an enormous project with a lot of work that's going to be done in that amount of time.
0: We're going to keep reminding people about that as you keep coming and visiting us every month. Right. So thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate it. Susan Arntz, Mankato City Manager. Any other questions people
1: have? It's 311. 311 is my favorite, yeah. It's
0: it's her favorite number in the whole world. Susan, we'll see you next month. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you.